0: the
1: Yikes!
0: Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Wait, here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like they say, you in trouble, y'all.
1: Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. Pat we trust, inspire, have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can
0: hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
2: All right, welcome in. The floor's yours. Wow, I was not expecting that. Welcome in. The floor's yours. (laughs) and extensive five on the floor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, Apparently, Alex is doing this from a rave. Uh, so that, that's good. Uh, we've got four different locations today, actually, uh, that maybe we're typically at again, because Alex is doing this for a rave, uh, again, extension of five on the floor on the five reasons sports network sponsored as always by our friends over at Biscayne Bay brewing, but also Mark Actually, I'm talking to Mark this week because he's handling the title on my house. So there you go. Um, so if you want to see if we actually use the sponsors we do because not only is he a Miami sports fan, he's really good at his job and he's a really good guy and he's based in North Lauderdale, there's a phone number 954 566 5678. Again, it's markbrownpa.com. This is where you go if you need your title done. Mention five reasons 295 bucks. It's a really good deal, I can tell you. Also, he'll help you with estate planning, which is something that I need to start doing as well with all of these five reasons millions. Um, well, actually, no. But anyway, uh, markbrownpa.com. Markbrownpa.com. Again, M A R C BrownPA.com. And as I said, a big Miami. Sports fan. All right, let's go to the crew tonight. Um, we're all well. Two of us are in different locations than usual. I'm actually in Orlando on a on a family trip with my daughter. Uh, Michael Christian in the in the top right is usually lives in Orlando, but he's actually yep. in Las Vegas, which is why we brought him yeah. in today. He's in the um,
3: coolest spot out of all of us. Well, you're definitely, definitely
2: you're you're definitely not. I will say that. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, Greg's in the south somewhere. And then Alex is at a Raven, Miami. So we got the four of us, Alex Toledo, Michael Christian, Greg Sylvander, and me. Uh, and let's get right to it. Again, Michael is also from Field the Heat. Yes, it is. Michael <laughs> from Field the Heat is co-host. Alana checks in here with us. Uh, brought Michael on tonight because we're going to talk a lot of summer league. Uh, we will do more summer league conversation. We're going to have Brady Hawk on the pod with us. He's been writing a bunch of really good stories for the site, which you can check out. Also, always as, as always, free. And also, uh, we'll have Sean Rochester on here in the next week. We're planning on bringing Norris Cole on. Uh, Our newest contributor, who actually Michael and Marco, we got Marco Romo out there as well, and Tony Schwartz, all from Five Reasons. uh, And you actually ran into Norris out there, and Norris was sharing a conversation with Haslam. So we're going to bring him on. But let's just start here with Summer League. I want to start with the negative first, because that's kind of how I roll. Uh, We will get into the positives, and there are a lot of them. I will ask this question uh, to you. Seeing him up close, Michael, is KZ Akpala salvageable?
0: Man, that's a tough question. I, I feel like there's so much about KZ that you you got to love, right? He's got all the things that you want to see from a physical standpoint. He's got the length. It just doesn't ever get put together. And you compare him with the other guys who are out there on the floor, right? You've got Marcus Garrett. You've got Giroux out there. Like when those guys are out there playing and you watch KZ, he doesn't look to be on their level even. And this is their first taste of like kind of NBA action which is kind of disheartening. So I'm not going to say he's unsalvageable, but at this point as a Miami heat fan and as a Miami heat watcher, I think if they move on from KZ, it's probably for the best for both parties.
2: Yeah, Alex and Greg, we'll get to how they do that in a second. But Alex, I mean, when you look at KZ, I think we were all kind of saying, just get to a summer league, get to a summer league or get to a full G league. Okay. Well, he's had some G league. He's had some summer league. I mean, I would understand if he didn't look as good as maybe a Miami heat drafted prospect, But, like, he looks like the fifth-best player in the starting lineup when he's playing with four undrafted guys. I mean, I I don't – do they have to give him something to do? I I just can't figure out offensively what it is he does particularly well.
1: I'm not sure either. I think there was always more hopes than anything. And just kind of like uh, when we would talk about – kind of where his bread was buttered on offense in Stanford. It was a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, <laughs> that is spot on. That's pretty good. By the yeah. way, su- Super Chat.
2: Ben, if those, comment- if those comments are that good, you don't have to pay us. But to the rest of you, if you want us to read your comments, uh, go to the Super Chat. Help us out. We're all staying. I can't hotel. reach we my need- keys, man. Damn it. We need- yeah, at least tip, Michael. Tip, Michael. Yeah,
0: please. For- guys. I'm, I'm
1: working valet. I need the tip. Alex, go ahead. I mean, look. Uh... I, I got thrown off talking about tips. I'm an Uber driver, so that you immediately <laughs> threw me off there. I don't know what that is, but what do you call it? Casey K- Okpala, you know, he can't get by anybody. He has that little one spin move that he will go to last season, but he just kind of uses it randomly. Like he when he he gets all nervous when he plays offense. I don't know. It's really weird, man. Like it's been too long at this point, understanding that he had an Achilles injury, which really sucks to have it that early. I'm sure that messes his confidence. Blah blah blah. We talked about the lack of summer league the lack of uh, G League, uh, that stuff has been addressed over and over and over again. Despite all that, he should not be looking consistently worse than Deke Giro, than Marcus Garrett, than these guys who are just coming here now. I mean, look, the, the one guy that KZ has looked better than maybe is like who, uh, Javante Smart or Drew Smith, maybe? I don't know. Because even that guy, uh, uh, RJ uh, Nemard, is that how you pronounce his name? Mm-hmm. Had had a one great game like KZ has not given you one great game since that preseason game versus the Raptors where he hit six threes like and that's the thing if he's not going to be you know a three and D prospect for you what's he going to be <laughs> I, I don't know
2: well I mean Greg let's get to it I mean they gave up a couple of second round picks to just move up yes hi Sasha just behind me um, they gave up a couple of second round picks to get him uh, in addition obviously to the pick that they used to move up. Uh, they don't, you know, you don't like to admit mistakes. Um, they they
3: got to cut bait. Uh, they, I mean, but,
2: but 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 how do you cut bait? Like, what do you, you attach a second round pick? I mean, I I thought they could use KZ to unlock the OKC pick. That's they probably gonna, could. You think they could? You think OKC would unlock it for him? I I think
3: maybe not that but I think that you don't need to attach an asset to a player making 1.7 million dollars to move them it's just not realistic there's a team that needs to get to the salary floor that'll take him for a protected second round pick if you want to open up a roster spot so getting rid of him that way I don't think is the issue it just it kind of stinks because it gives me a little bit of the vibe and I don't know that he'll ever reach this level of a player even though it's not an Mm all-star but it gives me a Darrell Wright vibe like he's not ready now. And maybe like five years from now, he actually will be a functional starter, but he's not ready now. And we all know what timeline we're on.
2: Well, all right, Durrell's an interesting guy to bring up, um, for a couple of reasons. But but one, the one thing about Darrell to understand though is Darrell came out of high school, okay? And he also was drafted to a team that would not have drafted him if circumstances were different. They would have drafted Jameer That's Nelson true. more likely, but they didn't know they were getting Shaq. Uh, so they they drafted Darrell Wright thinking he was going to run with a young team, and then all of a sudden the timeline got accelerated. I mean, I remember I made the trip to Estero, Florida, where Kay, where where was Casey Darrell uh, was was living with uh, Earl Barron in in a, in, a uh, in like a little community, like playing G League ball. Okay, while the Heat were moving on, uh, you know, deep into the playoffs. I mean. I, it, at the time, it was D League ball, I guess. But I, I mean, Darrell found a skill, like defensively, and then also he became a pretty good three point shooter. And I feel like Heat fans are like, okay, if you get that baseline from KZ, but again, KZ four years older than, I mean, he's older than Darrell was when he came in.
3: Yeah, so it's not and, looking good. So it's it's not looking I, good.
2: <laughs> so I so I I just I just don't. I mean, I like to I with Michael. Like on paper, it sounds good, but it's just some guys are just not. NBA basketball players and I hate to say it right now uh he's not you know all right so let's let's get beyond that then let's get to the positive uh we've seen our guy Turk here uh you know and and he's played against a little better competition now so so I I feel like even though he's had to fight at Turk well you know I mean the the Turk you know Turk Nowitzki okay all the rest is uh (laughs) I
3: didn't know he picked up that nickname already. Ethan's just it rolled off the tongue like that's I mean, no, all right. That's
2: Gad, 25 that's, years Gad, in the that, that's Gad's nickname. That's that's how this works. Okay, so so let's but let's get let's get to him and, and and sort of what we've seen is he's gone against higher level of competition. We're starting with you, Michael. Like, I mean, it's not going to be as easy as it looked early on, but it still looks like he belongs
0: yeah no it definitely looks like he belongs he does a lot of things right for this team I mean his positioning down in in the paint and in the post and everything it's fantastic positioning my only thing with him when he was down there was there was a couple times where you could tell the other defender was getting the better of him from a strength point of view right you could tell he wasn't really pushing back a lot but the positioning was great enough that all he had to do was turn and put up the put up the little like hook and it was totally fine so he was doing great through that and um Oh, that's true. I can talk about that one later. I got to dap up Karan Butler because his trash talk was amazing. But Omer looks ready for it, man. He looks ready for it. I think they made the right move, uh, giving the... uh... (laughs) Wait, hold on a
2: second. (laughs) Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. You don't need to pay for that comment, uh, Chef. Uh, It's up, yeah. Of course it, it doesn't pay. Michael is a budget value... Ariel, I can't ever pronounce Ariel's name. So I mean, I'm gonna get upset. Look at that. What is
0: that! How many times have you been on and you still can't say Atius?
2: I can't say Atius.
0: Go ahead, continue. He <laughs> just said it. <laughs> yeah, no, Omer looks great. He does a lot of things right. Um, that final play to kind of tie it with the alley oop. I mean, his way of coming off the defender, being able to run down the floor, it was fantastic. I think I'm really happy having him on the team, and that size is gonna be great, especially if he can bulk up a little bit more.
2: All right, so Alex, go to you again on this. Uh, does he look like a player that could actually be put next to Bam? for any kind of extended minutes this season.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of what they're building him up for. And I, I think we're going to talk about this on another pod in the future and something you tweeted about earlier this week when it comes to the roster construction of this team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a lot of older dudes who, you know, we, we, we're all fans of the guys <laughs> that brought in for the basketball fit. But as far as, you know, the construction... It's, it feels like between all the dead spots, all the older dudes, they're going to have these young guys out there as innings eaters throughout the season. Mm. It's, we're going to see a lot of Gabe and a lot of struce from, from the get-go. That That's going to be a backup point, a backup three, I feel like. I'd be surprised if it's anybody else. And then I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a couple weeks, you know, within the first couple weeks, we start to see some Omer just to kind of see what he can do out there. And I And if – if he does well, I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes that third innings eater out there where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, they're getting these young guys in that pipeline. It's keeping some of the, the more important guys ready. But I think he can – like, there's an easy mold for him to fill. It's a stretch big that we've seen mm-hmm. play next to Bam in the past who drops on defense. Now, that's the one thing. Spo. ever since Crowder, has mm-hmm. you know, turned his team into a real switch defense. So, obviously, you drop on the floor. But that's mm-hmm. the thing. You know, you bring Omer on and you have – more personnel to actually be able to drop and work that out properly you know what i'm saying like if you have a great perimeter defender going along in that defense with omer dropping it makes his job a lot easier it's just about his Hmm. ability to move laterally i want to see how that looks versus actual nba players Mm -hmm. he seems just smart like i think he he can be that type of guy sooner than later i wouldn't be surprised
2: let's follow on that thought because i know we are kind of we've been saving this pod all week so i don't want to deep dive on it here but we are going to have a full pod, maybe even uh, Sunday into next week where, where Greg and I and Alex kind of go at it about the roster construction. Cause I I feel like Greg and I have carved out some different positions here. And I feel like Alex is a little closer to the middle. Uh, so we may have him moderate this one a little bit more. Cause I feel like I'm a little bit more on the extreme, but, but this is one of this does play into what we're talking about, which is this idea that the heat have no like middle aged players anymore. Like, Pat, Pat used to talk about, like, the sweet spot for a player was, like, 25 or 26 to 29. They don't have many of those guys. I mean, Vic is on the, on, on the, the outer edge of it, and we're not going to see him for months, right? So, I mean, because of the way that the Heat are constructed now, it's, like, old guys, okay, which they brought in more, or it's, like, green guys. And the guys who are actually in their prime, it's, like, Bam is on, like, the front edge of it. He's not quite Bam's there in his yet. Prime.
1: Bam's in his prime.
2: Okay, I think, well, I think he's, well, he's in his prime, but we actually feel like there's more there for three, yeah, four, yeah, or five yeah. years. or that. But I'm saying, you know, as he sort of grows into the role, Duncan is kind of, I guess, in his prime because of age perspective. And Depot is kind of on the back end of it. But, again, we're not going to see him for a while. But Jimmy is, you know, a past prime player. He's still a, an elite player, but as far as age-wise, and, and obviously Tucker, Lowry, uh, Markeith are older. I mean, before we get in, to get to Haslam, and then it's just a bunch of young guys. And, and Greg, that is, I mean, as we talk about Struess, as we talk about, these are not even Deadman's an older guy. Th- these are not like luxury players for this team. That's my problem with the roster construction. It's like you're going to get some innings eaters, and you're going to get beat because you, young players are inconsistent and old players
1: are injured. Right? Well, that's that's what happens my are Top heavy. I mean, that three guys are are older.
3: I mean, yeah. if we're going to be the most pessimistic versions of ourselves today, then that's absolutely how it's going to go. All the veterans are going to get hurt, and all the young players <laughs> are not going to get better at all. But, unfortunately, if you just stick to the window that you referenced from an age perspective, guys mm-hmm. like Dwayne Dedman, I think he's only 30 or 31 years old. He Maybe is today's birthday. Happy birthday, Dwayne yeah. Dedman. If yes, 32 watching. today, by the way. Um, the most popular player in the
2: Heat organization, 30,
3: 32, okay. So, like, and I feel like Jimmy is a unique case where – He's still in his prime. Bam is like, he's a young player, but he's way beyond his years. And this is the other thing. I didn't expect Tyler to be back, but let's acknowledge that, like, if you look at Tim Hardaway Jr.'s numbers and the contract he just got, and then you look at what Tyler Hero's doing in kind of a down year last year, to expect him not to get better at all, I think is unrealistic. So to your point, I think that they're they're definitely a couple of those kind of of middle-of-the-road guys short um, but maybe this is just the way that it's going to look, and it's going to be a little bit different. Max Struess looks like he may be a little bit beyond his years. Gabe Vincent, too. So I, I don't know. They're asset manufacturers. They've done this before. It just may look a little different this time. No,
2: I'm in favor of the asset manufacturing. I, I've repeatedly said they do that so well that they should never play. They should never pay an average player anything because they can just manufacture that guy, which is exactly where they went wrong in 16
1: and 17. And apparently they're just getting all the best undrafted free. Well, I, I, I noticed that. that. Wh- whose pod was that on? That it, it was uh, Sam Bassini game. Guy okay. okay. shared the clip on Twitter and it was, uh, and Bissini was talking I about he talked to agents. Yeah. Uh, and he was saying that basically the agents were telling him that, you know, the best undrafted free agents go to Miami and mm-hmm. they're telling him to go to Miami because, <laughs> like they know what they're doing there. I no, why. it's smart. Cuz culture's not real guys. Guy guy. No, he's and, and, like, oh, almost all of these dudes that they picked up on their uh, undrafted, from Undrafted Free Agents were in my top 100. And you know, he's he's a respected like he 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 keeps up with the college basketball guys really well. I, and so I just thought that was really interesting.
2: No, it's a huge deal. I mean, it's a testament, A, to their development. I'm not going to use the word Who needs second-round picks, man? It's a testament to their development, but it's also a testament to the fact that they'll play the guys, okay? Which is, again, if you go back – see, this is where Riley – and I know this is mostly a Spolster thing, okay? And it's really more him, all right? There's no question about that. But if you go back historically, Pat got this reputation for not playing young guys. Not really true, okay? He just didn't value draft picks. Mm-hmm. He actually, if you go back to his history, going all the way back to New York, John Starks came in as a young guy. He was oh, a bag yeah. boy, threw him right Anthony out. Anthony Mason there. came out as a young guy, threw him right out there. Down here, Anthony Alonzo Car- was young. A- Alonzo, but I'm talking about the I'm talking about the I'm talking about the Anthony Carters, oh, the yeah. the Mike Jameses, the the uh, the Ike Austins, the you know, right through the years, of the Udonis Haslams, Bruce I mean, Bowen. Bruce Ball, I mean, these guys played. I mean, they have had a, a – Joel Anthony. Okay, these guys have been developed, and they play. Now, the problem becomes when they pay them after, you know, whether it's a Hassan or a Tyler Johnson or whatever, but not at the time. Kurt Thomas was a first-round pick, though. But I, I'm with you, Sean. I get it. But Sean Leonard, another one. Second Good round one. Pick, Adrian, second, my dog. Second-round pick, draft out of Minnesota uh, with someone else that they picked up. I mean, so they have played young guys. That's not the thing. I just don't think – and I think from a strategy perspective, like accumulating those kind of players, developing those players is great business, okay? And the types of contracts Andy signs them to is great business. My concern is when you have a roster that is constructed in such a way that you are so reliant on so many of them. And, again, we're talking about this, and so we're going to pivot here. I do want to talk about Struess, but obviously the Haslam decision came down. We never did a full pot on it. And, and this, is, this is the only thing. It's like, okay, you've got 15 full-time roster spots. You're only carrying 14 because you don't want to pay the tax because Carnival's lost a lot of money over the past year. Okay, uh, so you're at you're, at, I mean, let's just be honest. So yeah. you're at you're at, you're at, you're at 14. You got Oladipo, Michael's guy, out for months. Okay, so that's one spot. You've got KZ Paula who's unplayable, and then you've got Haslam. It's a problem. You only got you only got 11 spots. The two ways are going to play, and even Barry signaled that in a tweet. I mean, is there a concern? I'll go to you, Greg, on this first. I mean, is there a concern about so many? I mean, I mean, it's one thing to be good at developing them, but there's so many of them that you're counting And Gabe Vincent is not really a point guard. Like you're even playing it, them out of position.
3: No, you're, you're, you're spot on that. It's risky. Like you're either going to look like absolute geniuses because a couple of these guys are going to pop just enough for you to get through and, and eat enough innings to survive. But you're right. Like, If any of us are going to say that we want Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker, these guys playing big minutes in December, like, no, that's not what we need. And unfortunately, like right now, if you look at the roster, if it's not them, then it's Gabe Vincent and it's Max Struess, as Alex alluded to. So, like, it's either going to go horribly wrong or it's going to go really, really well and they're going to be forced – I, I, I just think early on they're they're gonna get an indication if, if, if depth is an issue and they're gonna have to make a quick move. Um and that's why I I although I want them to go into the tax, I want them to be smart about it. Don't just sign Wes Matthews because he's the only guy out there, even though I like Wes. Like if another buyout candidate comes about, that's where you make the move.
2: All right, Greg, this is where you and I are gonna differ. I don't wanna and again, I don't wanna burn our whole pod here, but and again, I I, 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 I respect Mickey as an owner. I do, okay. And I've I've had many, you know
1: you're going to give away yeah, but the goods, Ethan. I,
2: I, but, but I'm just telling you, like, this idea about not going to the tax, I'm just – you're contending or you're not. I, I'm sorry. Like, that's, that's – I what, agree with and, you. And, 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 and suppo- supposedly, supposedly okay, you know, Spolster was told that if he had a team he thought could compete for a title, they would go into the tax. You and I have both heard that, okay? Correct. Okay, so – They
1: already missed the mark on, on going into the tax, though, because it's – For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the
0: extra mile, and the ones who get in early –
1: Why go into it now if you're going to let guys who you know can contribute to your rotation? Kendrick Nunn and Trevor Ariza, I'm going to keep bringing this up, walk, obviously like they, yeah. they wanted to bring I have an idea
3: up. why. If they execute a midseason trade where they take on a bunch more salary or even not a bunch more, it can mm-hmm. be just a little bit weighted in one direction or another, can send them into the tax, so they could be thinking about that, and we just don't obviously know that they are – looking ahead in that fashion but obviously like that's me being optimistic
2: all right well all right let's get back to the optimistic stuff right we'll, there man. We'll, we'll, I, we'll save the rest of this for the product. i, I would have kept kendrick none but anyway that, that's too,
0: man it's crazy that's, i'm over here like i I, for kendrick I, now.
2: I, I i five million dollars i mean come on i mean it's not my money but again you're either competing or you're not michael um let's let's get to max Struess then because I feel like look whatever O'mer becomes this year I think his bonus I you know I think he fans have to dial back the expectations a little bit till they see him but Sreuss has played you know and, and, and he's contributed for the heat already like this is not I sort of saw this coming I mean I tweeted it before some that he you know and, and I know Greg you saw it coming a little bit before did he that get bigger you hadn't he did get bigger I can tell you that just what I had heard about Sreuss was other players on the team think he's really good. And the key players in the team think he's really good. Okay. And so, I mean, there was even some conversation about playing him as a small ball four last year. Like that's, that's what they think. So I guess, Michael, you've seen him up close. Uh, I mean, I I mean, he seems to have the goods. Like I, I mean, he better because he's one of the guys they are absolutely now counting on. Right.
0: Yep. I mean, what you want to see out of a guy like Struis, especially in summer league is you want to see him dominating, right? If you want him to actually go and contribute, you want to see him playing very well in summer league. And he's doing just that without him yesterday the Heat have no chance of winning that game. He was the only one hitting three-point shots. He was the only one opening up the offense for them like that. And it was actually really interesting because at one point when they sat him down to bench him, right, just give him a bit of a breather, he didn't sit in the middle of the bench and talk to the guys playing. He went all the way to the end, sat in between Bam and Udonis Haslam, and they were both giving him advice on everything going on in the game. Like they were talking about what was going on, what he needed to do, how he could fix it. So I have no doubt Good that eye. UD and Bam together were like, hey, streus at the end in the like Mm. for the final shot sudden death just take it bro you got this just walk up take the shot and just go from there so he's not only performing super well he's also getting a lot of advice from them which really shows they are excited about max streus so he's definitely going to get a lot more playing time this year and he looks great he looks ready for it I want, to be, I, my, I
2: want to follow what Michael said. I will get to Adam's comment in a second. So, Greg, put that in your back pocket because we should talk about that before we go. Uh, Adam Burai uh, chiming in here. But I, I think the thing with Strews, too, I, A, he competes defensively. He's physical enough defensively. Spolster gave him some tough assignments, like from the very beginning last year, which is also an indicator uh, that they like him. And you're right, Michael, that is the tell in Summer League. It's who is the guy that they're going to down the stretch of games who kind of emerges over everybody else. Max Struess like pedigree is not what some of these other guys were, but it just looks, he looks like a second year Miami heat player, which we know that jump always comes in that summer league. And he didn't have the benefit of summer league last year either uh, before playing with the heat. I, I guess what is, uh, Alex, i go to you on, I mean, Strus's absolute kind of upside. Okay, cause I, I don't want to just cause he's a white shooter. I don't want to compare him to hero and to Duncan like everybody else does. Okay. Like I mean, what is this? What kind of player can he be? Be a 25-minute-a-game player, potentially? I
1: mean, I'm I'm thinking Doug McDermott. No, but seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, like, I don't like comparing him to Duncan. And, and you know, it feels like he has more of a scoring game than Duncan, right? Where Duncan mm-hmm. is, yeah. you know, option 1A is always going to be, you know, the movement shooting, whether he's the one taking the, the shot or not. His purpose is to create gravity for others. Like I said, whether the shot ends up coming out of his hands or not, whereas Shrews is like, Well, if I see an opening, you know, to get to the rim, you know, he's going to take it every now and then. He's he kind of like he moves around off the ball, too. That's what I like about him. He's always pretty active off the ball. So he's always like looking to get himself uh, going there. But it's not like he he has different types of scores. So it's also Mm. interesting to me because he's stocky. He's big. Mm. He seems pretty confident. I don't know. Like, I, this is some of the stuff that I liked about him last season, but it feels like he's gotten better at all these things, right? And so I don't know. It feels like maybe it's just overreactions to what we've seen, but it feels like he's going to be that backup three uh, once the season tips off. To a certain degree, uh, Greg,
2: do you think that the Kendrick Nunn decision was in any way dictated by Struess, in the sense that, again, not playing the same position, but you want a stockier – shooter who can because we saw one of the problems with Kendrick was when the competition got better, you know <coughs> excuse me, particularly in the postseason, he just didn't measure up. Just literally. I mean, you, you were playing too many small guards. He's getting blown up on screens. And even though he had a score his mentality, he maybe wasn't playable in those situations. But Struce would be potentially. And again, I want to get past the stereotypes, you know, that every you know white player that the Heat have can't defend. I I you know, which I feel like we get caught up in that a lot. Okay. And it was true with Goran and Tyler last year, but I don't feel it was as true with Duncan. And honestly, I don't feel it was as true with, with max. Right. I mean, so it, it could part of that be the, you know, none, uh, you know, one of the reasons they let none, none walk, even though he's a different kind of player.
3: Yeah, I, I think so. I think that there's likely conversations that go like this. If um, the tax reimbursement this year was $13 million and, and, uh nuns contract was five million and you got to pay him five million and you're not keep getting reimbursed 13 million is you know that number combined worth keeping none they say no Uh, So they just go with Max Struess. I think that Gabe Vincent is being underrated here. They lock both of those guys up to two-year deals, guaranteed money. (laughs) So like those are two contributing pieces. But uh, this all goes back to the main point, though. Neither one of those guys do what Kendrick does. And if they're really serious about going all the way here, other than what Adam brought up, and we're going to get to that comment, you keep that guy because you could move him. He's on. A, I mean, I guess he would have a no trade clause, but you could still move him. Kendrick, right. you know what I mean? All right, we got you don't two hit more- threes
1: to like it's it's going to look bad. I just realized that right now. Like if Gabe and Struess are not hitting threes, you're right. Whatever else they have, those lineups are going to look bad. Even if they're not playing a lot of those like just straight five guys from the bench lineups, like we're probably going to see a lot of creative staggering. But whew, the shit goes down the drain when they're not hitting their threes. Well, let,
2: let's get to Gabe here. I want a second before we do. I Want to tell you about one of the sponsors, Prizepicks.com. Make sure you're playing. Not if you, maybe if you're not a baseball person, start jumping in on the NFL futures. They've already got the preseason games. I saw they got the numbers for Tua for Saturday night's game. So jump on Prizepicks.com. Use the code five F I V E to play the daily fantasy. Again, you can do it on NFL and you can do the futures for the entire season as well at Prizepicks.com. That's the official daily fantasy of the five reasons sports network and here at five on the floor. But let's get to Gabe Vincent here real quick. And then I do want to get to Adam's comment. Um, Gabe Vincent is confusing to me because uh, the the skill that he was supposed to bring to the table uh, is the one he can't, he hasn't brought at all in the NBA. And and that's usually the one that translates. If you can shoot, you can shoot. Uh, The other stuff is a point guard usually takes time. The ball handling, the defending Seems fine on the defensive side. Okay. He's a dog defensively. I, I think that, I mean, that's a major upgrade over none, I think, in terms of his defense. Ball handling could use a little bit of work, but he did have the ball in his hands a lot with Nigeria, which I, I think probably will be helpful to him. Michael, up close, does he look like a point guard? Because they don't have a backup
0: point guard. I mean, he looks like he should be a point guard. Right, it looks like that's probably the role that he 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 should be filling. I mean, he didn't play in the last game, and and yeah. I wasn't here for the Sunday one, so I haven't actually yeah. seen him play up close and personal this time. Um, but he feels like he he seems like he's confident enough to do it. He's gotten other opportunities elsewhere, right? He got to play with Nigeria, like you were saying. He's gotten run with the Heat in games that mattered last season, which is going to go a long ways. The team made sure to have a a position for him, and they feel confident enough in whoever's handling the ball that they didn't go and address that elsewhere. So I'm assuming Gabe Vincent has to be factoring into that. And so if he's not, I'd be surprised. But I think it's a lot of uh, Depot as well, because when Depot does come back, they're also going to give him a lot of the play, the, the ball. And so they're thinking maybe they can have him as a backup point guard. So I think Gabe Vincent might just be in their heads like this is good enough for now until we get him back. Michael, sorry, I wasn't laughing at you. Plus, myself.
3: Marcus Garrett. Let's not forget now. Come on now.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about Marcus Garrett. Are you doing your stretching at eight thirty at night? Anyway, sorry. There's a little activity on the side of me. All uh, right, let's talk about Marcus Garrett here real quick. Uh, and I mean, they're gonna. Get, two of these guys are getting two ways, and they can play up to fifty games.
1: So Oh, no, man, fifty I, right. games. Oh, Marcus the gonna, and you're gonna milk that. Yeah.
2: Oh, of course yeah. they are. Of course they, they. did it last year too, with so with Vincent until the rule was lifted. So right. So I mean they're gonna do that. I mean I, Garrett. Uh, Garrett's a Heat player. Like I just. I mean he's he's a Heat player. I'm mean, like he, right. I mean Alex. I mean, he's the kind of guy we're gonna hear about two like years from him. now, going up. Uh, right. I mean. I, I mean. Yeah. What What do you like about him?
1: No, I was saying also here from the commenter from Ben, he said if, if Duncan, uh, you know. Start day one at point. Why can't Gabe be the day one backup? And I feel like good. Kendrick
2: was more of a point guard in summer league than Gabe is. I I don't know. Matt maybe maybe not. Uh, maybe not. I don't. Know. He was playing with heroes. I mean, he
1: he the had the ball in his hands for sure, yeah. but I don't know how much he was actually setting up guys. If no, right. I mean, he was doing an okay job doing it, but it's a good question because I, I mean it's not an ideal situation. I think we can all agree, like Gabe being your backup, that's it's not ideal. But that's probably why. And you're talking about Marcus Garrett here. You're talking like. Garrett and it, I think Deke Jerome might get that second two-way spot. You're going to have two just crazy defensive talents at the guard position. Two guys who seem like, you know, they're going to be able to guard both guard positions, specifically Garrett because he's a little bit stronger. Both guys won different types of Defensive Player of the Year awards in college. So, look, Gabe is going to have a the 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 chance to start. But if he starts off and he's really like, he can't hit the three at all, like, That defensive stuff, it's cool. Like, I appreciate that for sure. I want guys to be two-way players. But Garrett and Deke seem like just as good defensive talent. So, if Gabe is not hitting that three, I feel like he should have a short leash to give some of those other guards uh, the shot. Because they're really, like, they're they're showing what they're good at over there. I I will say Michael.
0: No, I was just going to say, the coolest thing about Garrett was watching him up close defend Bain. Right. Mm. Like Bane looked flustered mm. almost the entire yeah. game, so much so that he started talking trash to Garrett, who wasn't really being too loud about it. But then Karan Butler decided to step in from the bench <laughs> just because of how frustrated Bane was that he couldn't get anything going, like not a role with Garrett on him. He had a few good moments because mm. he's a good player, but Garrett is just so good def- defensively. If there's not a spot on this team, I-, I think all of this was a waste of time. He deserves well, that I mean- spot more than anybody else on that roster remember,
2: most of the heat organization was around when they made a decision to keep Eddie House over Patrick Beverly that they regretted. Uh, I yeah. don't think I don't think they'll make that same decision again. Yeah. And this is this is a different kind of team. Uh, that team required an Eddie House, another kind of veteran. Eddie had one of my favorite quotes that anybody gave me before the big three, which was middle fingers to the haters uh, that, that, that he that he gave me uh, on the eve of the season, which was uh, which which was one of the better ones. All right, final thing here, and again, uh, follow our sponsors, markbrownpa.com while you're estate planning and also if you need your title done, he's got a real estate uh, title company right there in-house and also prizepix.com and Biscayne Bay Brewing. I'll go to this, uh, uh, Greg, to you, and we'll close here. Adam's comment that if they were really serious about doing something, they would have held on to Iguodala's contract.
3: There's validity to it. I mean, there's no doubt that like a $15 million expiring contract, if you uh, can unlock picks and attach them, like there's no doubt. So like if we're talking about maximizing every vehicle you have and using every lever to uh, improve the roster, he's dead set on. They're they're not doing that. And it appears to be for financial reasons. And
2: that sucks. I'll let Alex and Michael close on this as quote unquote fans of the team. Okay. I mean, how do you, how do you feel about? I mean, again, I, I I recognize you know Carnival stock. I own some of it. It's gone down quite a bit over the past year, uh. You know, and I get it. And and still, you know, people aren't getting their damn shots, so that's that's delaying the process even further. Uh, here, Which but I, mean, I
1: haven't started yet. Like they haven't started. I thought they, I, I, I thought they were back.
2: Not not fully. I mean, yeah. I so 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 I guess I mean. That's the question. I mean, but, you know, losing billions, but still a billionaire. So I'm I'm taking myself out of this, guys. How do you feel about it?
1: Oh, man, I don't know what to say. It's not my money. I'm not going to side with, you know, the billionaire saying. I mean, you can't go into the luxury tax. Like, I just can't vibe yeah. with it, man. You're talking about these older dudes. You talked about the win now window, like just over and over again, talking about wanting to win. And it seems like Mickey's not cashing a check, man. He's done it in the past. It's not like he's never done it. He's not as, you know, I feel like he's kind of in that middle, in that middle ground of owners, right? Where like sometimes he spends, sometimes he doesn't. But even when the big three was here, and this is obviously stuff that that you have talked about a million times, Ethan, was the stuff that happened with Mike Miller and Joel Anthony. Like this offseason, it has a little bit of a sense of that when it comes to the way that they filled out the rotation, right? Whether you're talking about Andre's, 15 million that they didn't accept after the Spurs were just like, fuck Andre, we're not giving you DeRozan in any type of equal dollar trade. You know, we're not going to do that scam. And and it seems like that's it. They just kind of gave up on using him as a trade piece in order to get into the tax. Like, I don't know what other reason it would be for. And again, it's like, if you're going to keep yourself, yes, like they don't pay the tax until April or May or whenever it is at the end of the season and you can make another trade and get over the tax. But it's like, damn, you had guys on the roster right there with their bird rights who walked to another contender. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's what, that's what really. Yeah. Like Listen, like just quickly,
3: Iguadala's contract, that expiring, like you would have been able to shop that contract and go get a player like a Marcus Morris or like you, we, mm-hmm. you know, you saw Utah wanting to sell off players all of a sudden, like there's scenarios like mm-hmm. that where you mm-hmm. could have capitalized and yeah, you'd have been over the tax, but you'd have had talent upgrades. So I don't know. You have so to look at that right. a little bit.
1: Were they just that confident? I mean, like, that scared that they weren't going to be able to move Andre? Because what – I'm trying to think why else wouldn't they have opted into it, for example. Like, you're not going to do the Kendrick thing. You're You're not doing Ariza.
3: Maybe they've said they don't want to attach picks to deals, and like that's the way that you move Igudala's contract is put a pick with it and then take on a player or something. Oh. I, I don't know. Maybe they don't want like, to like
2: country. Like damn, well, I, I I'd like to get an explanation on it from inside. So I'm gonna do my best to get that because it it does feel to me like they're one foot in, one foot out. I, like I, I don't I, I feel like they think they can contend, but they're not sure. I mean, they uh, might be reading uh, the
0: tweets from uh, five Reasons sports saying that he's unsure about the, about the <laughs> roster. And but, so they're but, like, why but are we going to invest? In Mike, Michael, is unsure? One, Michael,
2: one reason I'm unsure about the roster is the roster is really thin. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not, I, I, I and I, again, I don't want to give away, you know, everything we're going to talk about. <clears throat> and Adam says, Andre and Tyler gets you a damn good play. We will read that super sure. chat comment before we go, by the way, but like, and we'll give that money to the heat so that they can pay the tax. Um, <laughs> But, but I, I mean, I don't want to give away the whole pod, but I, mean, I, I think this team is built for the playoffs. I, I think so. I think they're a really tough out in the playoffs. My concern is do they have the horses to get them to the right seed in the playoffs and get them there healthy, okay? That's my issue is when you're talking about essentially an 11-man roster – where, like, a couple of the guys are just emerging as full-time players for the first time, okay? You, you're you not going to play Haslam, even though I think they should, because I, I think he can still play a little bit. Uh, And you, you're not going to have Oladipo for months. KZ is unplayable. You're not keeping a 15th guy. You've got Struess in this role for the first time. Vincent in this role for the first time, okay? D- Dwayne Denman has an injury history, okay? I, I, you know, <laughs> and PJ is, PJ and Lowry are their late 30s.
0: i'm sorry it's that's the kind of thing that if all of those things happen right if all of these things come out like like (laughs) one player that they go over the tax for is not going to make the difference on the roster in my opinion right like adding that one one player but
2: michael i will say but right but one
1: player
2: one player who has an issue creates a real issue for them because they don't there's no who's next man up when i mean literally there are four guys who who are going to be I mean, one's but, basically coaching from the bench. Again, love him to death, but that's 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 the role they have in him. And and one may not be sitting on the bench because he doesn't want to get his quad hurt before he gets back. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? It's just – it's thin. I, I think they're a really tough playoff out, but I, I just – I think they could be a six seed with yeah. guys hurt coming into the playoffs. They really need my, Michael's point
3: is well taken, off. though. Like, Michael's point is well taken. It's not that they're not going to spend a $3.5 million dollar biannual exception to get some guy that's out there right now. It's like, if you're going to go all in, then take on Iggy's contract right. and, like, like really go all in. And I think that's One foot in, one state. foot
2: out. I think that's what we saw. I, that's that's my concern. And, and I also don't understand the why they're allergic to true point guards. I mean, they went out and got one as a starter, but when when is the last time they've had two true point guards on the roster? Like, I know Ira T- used to— Timmy
3: I, and Terry— Goran and Bano uh, uh,
2: Chalmers, whatever. Chalmers and Cole, Chalmers right, well and Cole. There we go. <laughs> that's, that's well, okay. Maybe, maybe yeah, it was that. But, point but, but, but it doesn't seem. like... Here's hey, comment. one of
0: them is a part of a really dope sports network. So that's true. i have the dopest. <laughs> right? Future
2: Media Challenge MVP. Uh, that's North Cole. No, no, no. Well, that's true. I'll, I'll start him. I'll start him. Pro, give me, give me that kind of poetic light, lifestyle. Give me that one time. Too many CBD. Got, I know. I'm on the road. I'm not having a CBD. Go, go ahead. Garrett defense so good. He had potential to be a Tony Allen or better. I mean, look, potential, but I'm with Alex on this. He's got to be playable in other ways, right? So he's got, he's got to be, I mean, the guys who shoot are going to play because they don't have that many proven shooters. So if, if, you know, if he, if he outshoots Gabe Vincent, he'll play
1: right. Did you see that he's in like the the top five in summer league and points per possessions? Marcus that. Garrett is. I saw that. Royal, why are you trading? Right? I just sent you a hat. All right, check
2: out our sponsors. Alex, thanks for joining us uh, tonight. <laughs> make sure you t- make sure you tip Alex because we had this whole tip conversation. Uh, thanks for the only one donation that we got tonight. We will apply that to the luxury tax. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Michael Christian. We got three people out in Vegas. That's the thing with five reasons. Yeah, we got two you know, now. Even if well two. Even we if you don't no credential go. us, we show up. That's that. That's how we work. We that was me with, three years ago. We crashed. I don't know why you didn't get approved this year. I have no idea. I, I they had a photo of you in the system. It, I, I I was the only one. I just said I don't understand.
0: Oh yeah, never confrontations
3: had to... with Spolstra.
0: Yeah. I, is that why you have all the lights off, Alex? Is that is that what's yeah, up? Yeah. There? yeah. We used to just yeah, like man. depression, straight up Batman. Should've he was gonna hold Vegas.
2: them He was gonna hold them all accountable. All right. Have a good night, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.